joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners and dear listeners who follow us on your local radios of your respective radios, it is with pleasure that we are reading ourselves to speak to you and we believe it is with pleasure that you are going to listen to us. We greet each one of you in the name of the Lord of hosts. It is in his name that we speak to you with all humility and modesty sustained by himself. As it is written in the word, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth. We are sustained by heaven in order to speak to you the word of God wherever you are. That is why I greeted you in his name. Him, God, the Lord of hosts. It is not me who invents him. It is those who proclaim him, proclaim him the four living things. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord of hosts, the whole earth is filled with his glory. That is why I have greeted you in faith in the name of the Lord of hosts. You understand? As we move forward, why I greeted you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The topic that I am going to teach on today is a little long, but it will be useful to you. It is entitled, Overturn. I had spoken about it in my past teaching. With God, we will crush our enemies. And I love that today, that the church may pay the enemies by the Lord of hosts. Work with the Lord of hosts to bring down the enemies. This was the approach of David, who said, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts of the living armies that you have insulted arise church and bring down the enemies as i spoke about in my last teaching god and again god with god we will do exploits we will crush our enemies i am inviting you to draw closer to this lord of hosts see stand up stand up for jesus ye soldiers of the cross lift high his royal banner it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army he shall lead. The Lord has triumphed gloriously. Hallelujah and hallelujah. There is a philosopher who used to say, victory without risks, risk brings triumph without glory. May you use this principle. Don't leave the Lord of hosts in a world that is going through storms. It is time to stop the storms of the world by the Lord of hosts. I'm thinking about Revelation 7 where an angel gave a command to the angels of the four corners in order to hold the four winds of the earth that he may not blow over the sea over the earth and the vegetation. 
use or work with this God, work with the one who commands the armies, who make your storms of life to fail. When the disciples took him with them in their boat, they woke him up, the commander of the armies. When you are in the danger of storms and uh, cyclones of this world, uh, wake up the Lord of hosts and he will do the work. They woke him up and said, Lord, don't you see that we are perishing? And he woke up and the God who has under his command the angels of the four corners of the earth. That is Revelation 7. He gave them orders. Physically, he only said, be still. But behind these words, was an execution of the orders of the commander for the winds not to blow. Some people would say, but Pastor is speaking about things that we don't know. It is in Revelation 7, 1 to 3. After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth. Hallelujah. Hey. Holding the four winds of the earth. This is powerful. Four against four. They know how to hold them. They were holding the four winds of the earth that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the shield of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, do not harm the earth, hallelujah, to the sea or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. I'll come back to this. There are commanders on the other side. An angel is commanding the foe. And yet Jesus is the commander of commanders. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Here we see an angel commanding the four angels, saying, do not allow harm. But behind this command were four angels who were going to execute the command to hold the wings or else they were going to harm. Coming back to my topic, overturn the counsel of the nations for the plans of God for the earth. If this plan is not taken seriously, there is no plan, there is no plan. Let me take our theme scripture, Psalm 73, verse 10 to 11. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. Why does he bring to nothing the counsel of the nations? Because the counsel of the nations always oppose the Holy Spirit. Verse 11. The reason of the overturning of the council of the nation, it is for the plans of God to stand forever. Hallelujah. The council of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Every generation have a right to the plans of prosperity and not of harm. It's Jeremiah who says it to us, 29, 11. The plans are, no, the plans are for you. Plans not to harm you, but plans for peace. For peace, for peace, hallelujah. 
and prosperity. Receive peace. It is a plan of God, but it is a plan that is very costly because the devil is the engineer of chaos. Trouble. Jesus is troubled in Gethsemane by who? By the prince of this world. He says, my soul is troubled until death. The earth will be troubled. Your, your ministries will be troubled. Your families will be troubled. If you do not work with the Lord of hosts in order to stop the universal power of trouble, overturn, overturn. One peace like a river attendeth my way. One sorrows likes Bilo's raw. Whatever, my Lord, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. It is well. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. There is one who troubles the earth. The angels sang, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Who sang this? It was the armies. The God of peace is the God of armies. I love the popular saying that says, He who wants peace prepares for war. There won't be peace on earth without war. It is the plan of God for, for peace on earth. With God overturns the council of nations. He brings to no effect the council of the people so that the plans of God should stand forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. You need peace. You need peace. I say peace. I say peace. Shalom by the God, the Lord of hosts. There won't be peace. That's why I greeted you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I want to say to you that even himself, God has a plan to rule on earth, but there are demonic powers under the command of Satan who rise against the rulership of God and his son, the Christ. But God knows how to overturn the anger of those who do not want his rule on earth. He will rule. You love it or not, he will rule. I am thinking about this. I want to bring you to the scripture. We are going to read Revelations 11, 15 to 18. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voice in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God, fell down on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, 
the Lord who is and rules because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. He has our God the power to bring down the counsel of the nation so that he may rule and reign on the earth. He says you have taken of your great power and have begun to reign. If he did not seize of this power, he would not reign. Verse 18, the nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small. And for destroying those who destroy the earth, do not oppose his rule. You can see in the scripture, the nations were angry against his rule. No matter the international anger against God, it will be overturned. The Lord brings to nothing the counsel of the nations. They don't want, they don't want. They have never wanted Imagine that God rules on the earth. It is his earth. Why can God rule on earth? It is when God seized on his great power that his rulership was possible for him and the Christ. Let us seize this great power. I will come back to this at the end. I wanted to bring to your attention so that you may understand the, 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 the council of the nations. Why is it bringing down the council of the nations? Because Satan inspires his anger against God, against his rulership, that he may not rule on earth and, and, and the rule of his Christ. It means the rule of God on earth is a force. He will rule. He will rule. He is the king. The king of kings. The Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. 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 Oh. He is the king. His rulership is possible only by overturning the council of the nations by the Lord of hosts, which is called here in Revelation 11, the great power. The rulership of the earth is not the ruler given to Satan, to witchcraft, and to magic. The rulership of the earth is given to God and to his son, Jesus Christ, who will reign forever. It is the main plan. I proclaim in this moment the kingdom, the kingdom. Behold, he comes on the clouds. Every eye will see him. Even those who pierce them. He is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord God who was, who is, and who is to come. The universal ruler. It is the following being to say, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. That's so why I want to say to you that the nations have always opposed. They have always opposed the plans of God globally or individually or collectively because God had a plan with Joseph so that the people of God should go in the land of abundance listen to me pastor God wants you to enjoy of abundance and abundance God had this plan it was a plan not for harm 
It was a plan of peace and prosperity. Hallelujah and hallelujah. But Satan didn't want it. He didn't want it peace and prosperity for Israel. He was angry against the plan of descending in the land of abundance, the land of fat cows and the fat harvest. In the past, this dark continent was a land of abundance. We now hear of the wheat of Ukraine and the Soviet Union. But in the past, Egypt, Africa supplied the whole earth with grain. God planned a way to attain the land of abundance. And it was Joseph who received this plan and path to abundance by the true Joseph, who is Jesus, who said, I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. This plan was revealed to Abraham, who, whom, to whom God says, know that God will lead your nation into your descendants into a nation where they will be enslaved. The devil does not love to hear about your, your entrance into a land of abundance. There are people who are un unfortunate in countries of abundance because the devil is holding them by his anger. But Joseph endured the anger of Satan so that Israel could enter into the plans of abundance that God had revealed to their ancestor Abraham. Because people think that having is a game. That's why I say to you, everything in the Bible teaches us to the one who overcome, I will give to receive. You need to overcome. Receiving is attached to victory. Sometimes we have a church that is tired with battle. They don't want to fight in order to have. I want you to know that the abundance of Egypt was by what God had given to the family of Joseph. Isaac had blessed Jacob saying that may God give you the fat of the land and the Jew of heaven. It was their right, it was the right of the children of Israel. But for them to enter this right, this plan of God, they needed Joseph, a man who was going to endure, endure, endure the anger. He sent before them, Psalms 104, he sent before them a man, Joseph, until, who was held in bondage until the time when what he said was tested. The, the universal ruler freed him and established him Lord over all his things that he may teach his rulers wisdom. And then, and then, Israel came to Egypt. They needed a ruler in order to fight against the anger this anger did not only be begin in Egypt. He began by harvesting the anger of his brothers. When he spoke to them about the dream he had, his brothers were angry. 
But who made, in the same way, who made Cain angry against Abel? It was the devil. It was the devil who made Cain to be angry. The anger of the brothers of Joseph was coming from the devil who didn't want the descent of Israel in Egypt. Psalms 105. There are people who have anger and hatred against the men and women of God. And you seize that. You are of the devil as Cain, who was angry against his brother. That's why I said to you, for God to enjoy his rulership in the earth. There was a battle. The nations were angry against the rulership of God and Christ in the earth, but he seized of his great power and he overturned them. And Joseph in Psalms 105, not only did Joseph endure the anger of his brothers, but he also endured the anger of Potiphar. Satan knew that Potiphar loved Joseph, but Satan knew how to awaken the anger of Potiphar. It was awakening jealousy. That's how he began with the machination of a lie that was going to make angry the one who loved. Satan knows how to turn love into a murderous hatred. That's how the devil brought up this problem and Potiphar fell in the trap of the wicked mind of the enemy. And he rose Potiphar against this young man who had the plan to bring Joseph, to bring Jacob and Israel in the land of abundance. Sometimes you don't understand what is happening in the background. Thank God that Potiphar did not allow that he should be killed. In the same way, his brothers threw him in the pit that did not kill him. It was the intervention of God who was protecting his plans. As long as the Lord has not fulfilled the plans of your heart, no one will harm you. The Lord will overturn, will overturn the plans of the nations. You will live to see the plans of God by God himself, my friends. Hallelujah. And God took Joseph out of the death of the anger of his brothers and afterwards he took him out from the death of the anger of Potiphar. And when he came out of there, he went to the position of rulership. It was only when he was promoted. We need pastors like Joseph who bring many people into abundance. Like these pastors must participate, must participate with God in the battle. God wants the prosperity of your, of your church, of your city, of your nation. But God is waiting for a soldier who must be enrolled in the plans in the battle of God so that the plans of God can be fulfilled. And now when Israel was enjoying the territory of Goshen in Egypt, they didn't know how much it cost Joseph. It was a plan of God that needed to happen. This is how things happen. This is, this is concerning God and his son. 
I've read it here concerning Joseph, the plan of bringing Israel in Egypt was in the face of the anger of the nations so that the plan of God should be fulfilled. But let's come to Moses who was the actor of the plan of God to bring Israel out of Egypt. With Joseph, God wanted to bring Israel into what is good. But Moses, God wanted to take Israel out of Egypt into the best that is watered by heaven. That is Paul who says it, with God we move from glory to glory, hallelujah. But this is the product of the Lord of hosts. Your glory is attached to the Lord of hosts. Who is this Lord of glory? The Lord strong in battle. And Moses was the instrument of the ascending of Israel out of Egypt. Joseph was the lead for Israel to land in Egypt. Moses was the lead for Israel to ascend out of Egypt. But they went through the anger of the nations. Pharaoh was against the Pharaoh was angry against Moses because Moses had the vision of the release of Israel from Egypt. God had planned through Abraham that Israel would leave Egypt. And there again, God was available. Do not be worried, pastor. Do not be worried, woman of God. What God has planned with your life, with your calling, no one will oppose it. There will be opposition, but opposition will not succeed. They will oppose, but they will be overturned. Hallelujah. And there again, in Numbers, I say to you, I'll read a lot today. I love the scriptures because they teach us, they inform us a lot that we need for our faith. Exodus chapter 3, 7 to 8. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt and I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Havites, and Jebusites. And here again, the Lord came in order to fulfill his plans. Moses was an instrument that he had to endure the anger of the nations, but the Lord was available in order to overturn the anger of Egypt so that the plans of his heart should be made possible. God wanted to see. God wants, wants to see you. God wants to see you. On his holy mountain. He says, I will bring them up. He says, go and take possession of the land that I promised to your fathers, to you and your descendants. It is the mountain of glory. But for you to ascend this mountain, you need to work with the Lord of hosts. That is why I greeted you in the name 
of the Lord of hosts. I read this scripture in order to help you. And the Lord says, I know, I know, I know that Pharaoh will not let you go. God knows the power of the enemy and he will overthrow them. There is nothing that the Lord does not know how to level. Many years ago, I was in this city speaking, speaking, and I was, as I was speaking, there was a fire that came down. My translator was about to fall, and from the fire, as I was speaking, I heard a voice saying, Who is Satan on earth? Who is Satan on earth? God knows how to bring Satan down so that what him, God, the Lord of hosts, wants should happen. Having revelation is one thing, but to live the fulfillment of the revelation is not an easy thing. Revelation 10, it says, take that small book scroll. May you eat it in your mouth, it will be sweet, but in your stomach it will be bitter. Having revelations of God is one thing. Joseph had the revelation of his leadership, but to leave this revelation, it was going to go through bitterness. Do not be worried. Sometimes you need to go through bitterness to leave the promises of God, like the one who cried at the cross, who was given a cup of vinegar. He paid the price. That's why the apostle Paul says, concerning all the plans of God, the yes and the amen. All promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. Why in Christ? Because he drank that bitter cup. What was that bitter cup? It was the coalition of the powers of the whole earth that came against him where he said, it is now the power of the hour of darkness it is in Golgotha where he drank this bitter cup the lamb drank what the opposition does against the plans of God with man I would love that the plans of God should be fulfilled without the Lord of hosts no plan of God will be fulfilled I want to go forward in order to finish even the rulership of a thousand years it is the plan of God to rule a thousand years on earth. He, but Jesus is going to be confronted with the anger of Satan that is going to mobilize the anger of the earth. I want to go towards the end. Today, I wanted to call you to work with the Lord of hosts. May you call the Lord of hosts to work with you on your behalf. Revelation 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, what a mount that is white. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges the next war. Why was he making war? He was making war in order to rule a thousand years, and Satan didn't want. His eyes were like flames of fire, 
and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen and white clean, followed him on white horse. They are behind the general, the line of the tribe of Judah. Verse 15. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself trades the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather for the supper of the great God is going to beat them. God eats victory over the devil. That is his uh, best dish. Following scripture, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. 19. And I saw the beast the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the host and against his army. Hallelujah. It was a confrontation for the millennium rule. I am concerned about a church that is just reciting every day our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be that in thy kingdom come. The kingdom will only come by war. Verse 20. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the, heart, on the host. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. This is the favorite dish of angels. Victory, victory, the victory of the Lord of hosts. It is their favorite dish. In this war, the beast and the false prophet, false prophet were captured. The commander was not put in the lake of fire, but he was in prison. Now let's follow Revelation 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And now verse 4, the rule begins. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who have been beheaded for their witness of Jesus and for the word of God, 
who had not worshipped the beast or his image, who had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me, church. The 1,000 years is going to be a product of war. He began with war before he could rule. See, to war before you can rule. Now chapter 20, verse 7 of Revelation. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and he will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle whose number is at, as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and they surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, the city of God is in a critical situation. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The Lord of a host is a Lord of fire that comes from heaven. Let me say to you, the, pro, the plan of God for Jesus for the gospel. The Bible says in Matthew 24, this gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth and then will come to the end. The preaching of the gospel is a plan of God. I say to those in Saudi Arabia, get ready, the gospel will reach you. Those who are in Mecca, be ready, the gospel will reach you. It is Jesus who said it. This gospel will be preached to all nations. If Saudi Arabia is a nation, the gospel will be preached in that nation. Yeah, yeah. But in order to attain this, we need fire. We need the Lord of a host, the Lord of armies, who needs to devour those who do not want for the gospel to be preached to the Arabs or the gospel to be preached in all the earth. The preaching of the gospel in all the earth is a plan of Jesus to one condition that you should be enrolled in the army of fire. Wait in Jerusalem until you are enrolled in the army of fire and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria until the ends of the earth. I wanted today to dip you in the army for the essential plans of God, not the minor plans of God, but the major plans of God. Work for the major plans of God. Fire came out from heaven. This fire was the armies that were coming from heaven. May God help you. May God clothe you. Even if I'm speaking, now I'm thinking about Europe who has lost their fire and they have become cold. It is because of the council of the nations. The Bible says that wickedness will increase and the love of many will grow old, will grow cold. No matter what happens, the plans of God will stand from generation to generation. May we stand in order to fight against those who make the love of Christ to grow cold. Jesus knew that the best way to 
set hearts of the nations ablaze. It was to bring down his army. That is why he said, wait in Jerusalem. In a short moment, you will be baptized in the fire, in the fire, in the fire, so that the plans of salvation may be possible. It is a plan that cannot be changed. This gospel will be preached to the end of the earth and then will come the end. It is a plan that cannot be stopped. This plan is made possible by the fire that comes from heaven and people will be set on fire. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for following. Let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching.